How did I know she? They, how did I know they, she was going to say that? Oh, I didn't even hear it. What? <laughs> What's well, because you uh, you clicked it? You oh, hear okay. it? Hello, hello, and welcome to the Sharp Side Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Brada, and joining me to break down NFL week was this four week four? Yeah, it's week oh. four. Um, uh, you just heard Austin. James is also here. Um, James, any update on your computer? The new one's working wonderfully. Oh, wonderful. uh, the other one's long gone. It's probably somewhere far away. Um, Being traded for crack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm sure James bought his laptop with his excellent best bet win- uh, winnings so far. James is uh, 10 and 5 overall, just like Austin and I, too. Now the main separator there is James is three and zero on his best bets, and Austin and I are zero and three. Now Austin, I think I I feel like I should be able to brag about it, seeing that where my non best bet bets are uh, ten and two. But uh, I'm curious your thoughts there. You know, at this point, we're kind of just the lovable losers. Uh, <laughs> we we don't win. I mean, it, the, if the people like should just tail all of our picks and then just fade our best bets, and they'd be some wealthy people. Um, but you know, we're going to stick to the process. We're winning bets, but we're missing our big, our big best bet. I think we're going to be fine. I already bet James before this, that I'd finish with a better record at the end of the year. Trust the process. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, you were saying that quite a bit last year. And, um, I do feel like I need to echo that just because I have started three or excuse me, Oh, and three. Mm-hmm. Um, can I get quick recaps of just a couple, uh, you know, main points that you picked up over the weekend. James, I'll start with you. Uh, there are no huge takeaways for me, honestly. Uh, there are a lot of really good games. My main takeaway was the Rams are for real. Uh, I still think those are still the two best teams in the NFC. I look forward to that rematch in the playoffs. Yeah, to just piggyback on that, I would agree. I think the Rams are for real, but what really caught me in that game was that Bucks defense is very overrated. Uh, that secondary was torn apart. Um, and now we've seen three straight games where they've been torn apart, including by Matt Ryan the game before. Um, so they have some big question marks, especially with Jamal Dean uh, also getting hurt in that game. Yeah. Um, for me, it was, I think it's just time to, it's, it, it, it's, a, it's, this is a little solemn, but we need to uh, put down Big Ben and Matt Ryan. And, um, <laughs> you know, we need to attend their funeral because, the, between Big Ben just like being eaten alive by turf monsters and Matt Ryan just has a, he has a noodle arm all of a sudden it's it's tough to watch those teams I, I I still don't really know how the Giants actually I do know how the Giants lost Joe Judge kicked on like fourth and three on the Falcons 39 but it's it's tough to watch them play the game of football at the professional level right now um James, you hit your best bet with who the who was your best bet Saints. last week? Saints last week. That's right. They won out, right? Um, to kind of preface, um, our best bets. Excuse me, I need to get a little situated here. Um, so we'll start with you. Um, where are we going to uh, for your best bet this week? I was on the Saints last week. This week, I'm against them. I'm on the Giants plus seven and a half. So the Giants this year, they're 0-3. They're consider- widely considered to be probably one of the seven, eight worst teams in the NFL at this very moment. 
Uh, but I think it's a really good, probably buy low spot. Last week, they outgained the Falcons by 50 yards. And it's honestly, like, if you look at that first half, I think they outgained them by 100, 150 yards. But uh, just not converting down in opponent's territory and turnovers really hurt them. Uh, if you look at their stats the entire season, they've been pretty unlucky. Outgained the Falcons by 50 yards. That game at Washington was even. I mean, they had, like, three chances to win that game, and they lost. Uh, they just find ways to lose. But two of their three losses have been pretty close. Even the Denver loss just doesn't look as bad as it really was because garbage time. Um, then on the other side, the saints, they've looked really good. Uh, obviously went into Foxborough last week and dominated the Patriots, but I think this could be a little bit of a sleepy spot for them coming back to the dome. Um, actually I kind of take that back. It's the home opener. So it probably won't be a sleepy spot because they didn't really get a first home game, but, um, I mean, their stats this year, they haven't really like just blown me away. Week one against green Bay, it was kind of an aberration in my mind. Um, but the last two weeks, um, they got dominated at Carolina, obviously a bad spot. And then last week they looked pretty good, but I just don't think they repeat that performance this week. And a trend that really supports this is the giants are 10 and one, their last 11 uh, as road underdogs under Joe judge. So in this spot, they perform really well. Um, and I think they'll definitely be up to the task here after a bad loss, two bad losses in a row. So I think they're hungry for the first win. I like G men plus seven and a half. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'm just struggling to still get this Saints team. Uh, I, I, I'm on the Giants as well, but I'm still just going to be watchful just to see how the Saints look because they're such a team that is relying on the run, don't make too many mistakes. Uh, Jameis still hasn't thrown for over 150 yards this season, and I don't know how you can spot a team like that seven and a half points. Uh, I understand that the Giants are um, a bad team, they're not, I know they're, they're not bottom of the league, but they're certainly not average. Um, but it's just, I, I don't trust the offense enough to be favored by more than a touchdown here. Um, so I'll be on the Giants for the same reason as you. I really like that they have been a feisty road dog in the past uh, two seasons under Judge. Um, they had great upset wins uh, at Seattle last year, close games against the Rams and the Cowboys. They seem to always show out in these spots. Um, it's becoming a desperation game as well for them. Uh, Judge and Gettleman, like they are on the hot seat. If this doesn't start to turn around soon, they could be gone. Um, so I'll be on the Giants. I just think it's too many points. First of all, I feel bad for Daniel Jones because, like, he's like he's actually playing well and he's making good throws. And I don't, I don't know, understand how, but like he's such a good runner with the football in his hands. But uh, so I'm debating whether whether I want to bet you guys on this game. Um, I Do did it. I did bet the under. Um, I think I got a 43. But um, so Blake Martinez is out for the year. That was that's a big loss for the defense. Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton uh, are questionable right now, but they're trending. It's looking like they might not play and they didn't practice today. Um, and uh, Saquon is still a little banged up. It's you kind of, like he's had opportunities to where um, like I remember there's a play I saw in particular where like normally he would just run. It was like he had like a one-on-one with Deion Jones and normally he could just kind of like bolt, like roll over those kinds of linebackers. But instead he kind of danced around in a back in the backfield and I ultimately got tackled for a loss. He doesn't really have the, uh, the explosiveness that, I mean, the giants kind of need him to have. And then I like the O-line is fine. Andrew Thomas is a lot as has been uh, actually Andrew Thomas has been outstanding this year so far, but Going up against the Saints defense, I especially with like this Saints defense is fully healthy right now. 
Marshawn Lattimore, Lattimore, excuse me, uh, full participant today. And with uh, being down two of your top three receivers going again, going up against that secondary should be a pretty tough matchup for them. And on top of that, Kenny Gold is, is, is playing banged up and he has not been able to separate whatsoever against anyone. I, I struggle to see how the Giants are really supposed to score here. And then when you lose the linebacker and the guy who's supposed to shadow uh, Alvin Kamara, it's I just kind of I think they might be in for a, a, a tough day here. And um, I just kind of struggle to see how effect how they're going to be able to sustain an effective um both sides of the ball uh, game. So, yeah, you, you kind of swayed me a little just because we know that once the saints get out to this lead, um, how it, good they are controlling the lead and just extending from there. And the giants are most likely going to fall behind early, especially with an energized Superdome. You would expect that yeah, uh, things are going to jump out to an early lead quickly. That I, I think the, the play would be saints first half, like or saints first quarter, maybe like that place is going to be going like, it's like it's already one of the places where it's one of the best home fields in all of football and like it's like just look at what um the post katrina monday night game like you would have thought that like there was going to be about to be an explosion that went off it's it's it it is definitely uh some uh something crazy that being said the reason why i do like the under um taron armstead who's one of the best tackles in football he's out for the uh, next few weeks and uh Eric McCoy hasn't played recently. I believe he's questionable right now, but um, I would kind of be shocked if he played at all. So the Giants' D-line could uh, be pretty effective in, uh, in this game here. Anything else to add? James, you want to you rebuttal a, a little bit? Yeah, you said you like how Daniel Jones has played. If he doesn't turn the football over, they, I think they for sure stay in this number. Uh, there's two Saints wins. They're plus six in turnovers. That's how they get these crazy margins without putting up just – Crazy amounts of total yards. Um, if he can hold on to the ball, I think I really like the Giants, but big if with him. Yeah, they're kind of playing the perfect op- opponent for turning the ball over. Yeah. Take yeah, my chances. That's fair. Um, I don't know. It's play calling's been bad. And like, I want to like Joe Judge, but he's making it, making it very difficult with some of these d- decisions he's making in the game. Um, Austin will kick it to you next. Um, you had the Bucks last week. Where are we headed for your best bet? Um, this we are week? going to Denver in Mile High, and we're going to be on the Ravens. Uh, so this is the first game of the season for the Broncos in Week Four that they're playing a team with a win. They are coming off games against the Jags, Jets, and Giants. Uh, not exactly impressing me. Uh, this number here rates reads that the Ravens and Broncos are pretty much rated equally, um, and I understand that you can only play who's on your schedule. So the Broncos, I can't fault them, but I'm not going to overreact to saying that the Broncos are just this much better of a team. Um, I think betters have this idea in their head right now that the Ravens needed a 66-yard field goal to beat one of the worst teams in the league last year. But from a box score perspective, the Ravens dominated that game. If it wasn't for Hollywood Brown dropping some touchdown passes, they win that game by double digits. Uh, on the look ahead, this line was Ravens as one-and-a-half-point favorites, and now we're seeing them as an underdog. The, line, the number did move down a little. Um, I just think the move isn't warranted. Uh, this is the same team that just beat the Chiefs, and nothing has really changed except the fact that they've gotten healthier. Jimmy Smith is back. He played last week, but only about 10 plays, but he should be healthy this week. Justin Justin Houston, Brandon Williams, they all should be back. And Bateman uh, got cleared, and he's practicing this week. So maybe even he'll play. 
Um, I believe that the Broncos do have a pretty solid defense. I think their numbers are skewed a little bit just because of the opponents they've played. Um, but I think they mainly have a really solid pass rush and secondary, um, which is a bit of a bad matchup just considering uh, the Ravens have the rushing attack to negate that. Um, the Broncos just lost Hamler, which is now looking very thin that wide receiver position considering they just lost Judy. Uh, when Hamler's off the field, Teddy, uh, Teddy Bridgewater's percentage of deep ball throws drops from 31% all the way to 11. Um, I just, I think the Ravens are going to be too much here. I think that they're the better team. And I think um, that they're going to be able to score, score enough. I, I just don't rate the Broncos as quite high enough. Uh, my one pushback is I feel like this number should have flipped already. I feel like the Ravens should be a favorite right now. They are. On, it's a pick on where I'm looking. I'm uh, plus bet, one. On, bet online has a minus one. Okay, so the numbers are clearly moving. Uh, I'm just wondering why it took so long for the move to happen. I do understand that the Ravens are on back-to-back roadies. Um, going to altitude here I know isn't the best. But at the same time, I just think the Ravens are the better team. I think they've been playing pretty good football considering all the things they've gone through uh, preseason with the injuries. Uh, I think we're if you can get – I'm still seeing a plus – plus money on the money line. If you can get that number, I think that's valuable. So I like this Ravens play. Yeah. Uh, this is my second favorite play. I absolutely love the Ravens. When it was one and a half Sunday night, I teased it up with, uh, I think the, the bucks down. Uh, and then I also bet it straight plus one really like the Ravens. Uh, I, I don't fault them at all for that result last week. I think a lot of people come out and say they played really bad. Like they should have blown out the lions, but that spot just lined up for a sleepwalk game and you come off emotional Sunday night win. Uh, short rest, going to Detroit, a, a team that's actually playing way better than they're supposed to be. Um, and you still come out with a win. That honestly impresses me. Overcame some adversity in that game with all the Hollywood round drops. I really like the Ravens here. I just think the Broncos are overvalued, like you said. Yeah. First of all, the rate or Hollywood Brown dropped three touchdowns, which yeah. that on three separate drives too, like that needs to be noted. Um now, I, I think I saw Rashad Bateman, Bateman might come back this week, which yep. I was working very hard to try and find an offensive rookie of the year for him, um, which I, after I talked about, I also like the Ravens. They, I, I bet them money line uh, plus one time. Um, Good bet. I, so, you guys, I agree with all your points. I'm just going to play devil's advocate here just because someone has to. Um so we have the Ravens coming off to very, 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 very emotional games where they were uh, very fortunate to win both of them. Uh, both deserve both covers for sure. Um, ex- excuse me. They, they didn't cover against the Lions, but I like they definitely played an outstanding game against the Chiefs. But to recover a fumble and then um, kind of ice the game out from there was pretty lucky. Um and then, of course, there was that delay of game that preceded the coolest special teams play I've ever seen in my entire and life. We don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. It didn't happen. They covered all the teasers, so I was very happy. <laughs> um, but I think it should be noted that the Broncos defense is absolutely outstanding and they have like elite personnel all over the field. The scheme is great because of Fangio. Um, I have my own questions about the offense, which is why I'm betting the Ravens, just because I haven't seen enough points against moderate to bad defenses. I put the Giants in the moderate tier, I'd say. I think that's kind of fair. Um, but I don't know. It's They've been relying on explosive plays and, um, amidst like a couple of pretty solid drives. It's just 
not really fit in the eye test for me. So I, I'm interested to see that uh, the kind of matchup there. But I so much went aside from the most important play of the game. Like so much went against the Ravens Sunday in the first three quarters of the game that like I just think they are very very undervalued here, undervalued here, and so that's why I like him. Um, I have been trying to find a Rashad Bateman offensive rookie of the year. Um, I think anyone, Lamar, first of all, Lamar Jackson has looked like he's improved so much as a passer. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I, I do. Um, and there is precedent for someone to not, or for a receiver to not play the full season and still win offensive rookie of the year. And we saw it with Odell Beckham. Now, Rashad Bateman is not the athlete that Odell Beckham Jr. is, but he certainly has the hands. And um, only playing in tw- in, when Odell Beckham won, he only played in 12 games. And I think that if you can find just like a monstro- a, mon- a monstrous number of, say, 150 to 1 or uh, like a 200 to 1, I actually think there is value there uh, just because of like the current lack of talented receiving options. Now, he might not play play this week, so – like that might be a good reason to not bet it. But uh, if you can find that, I do think that is a valuable bet. Um, are we good? Are we good in this game? I think so. Okay. Moving on to my best bet, which is we, is this Monday night? Chargers. Yes. Raiders? Chargers Raiders. Yeah. Uh, so I like the Raiders plus three and a half. Total is 52 and a half. Uh, don't like a whole lot there. And I'm back in the Raiders. So to start, it's a home game for the Chargers, and I mean everyone's gonna talk. But, like it's not, there should be no value assigned to a Chargers home field, especially in a Raider game. Um, I could certainly see it being a 50-50 split. The Chargers win last week was so impressive, and Brandon's. Uh, I think I questioned Brandon Staley a little bit last week, and I was very wrong to do so because he called an incredible game, especially in the closing minutes of the game. Um, that being said, I've been as impressed as impressed with John Gruden to start the year. I think he is so good as a play caller. Um, and what Derek Carr does with the downfield passing is absolutely incredible to me. He is, let me pull up the note real quick. So he uh, leads the league and throws 20 plus yards stay on the field. And I think it's important that the Raiders are chasing explosive plays. They are one of the leaders in passing rate on early downs. And I, th- I think that's, very important in order to have a productive offense, especially if this game turns into a shootout, which it very well could be. Um, I have the Raiders defense has been impressive. Um, I think last week was a little bit of a flu. I bet the over last week. I was very fortunate to cover, uh, to win that bet, but I like the Raiders defense was very, very impressive for three and a half quarters of that game with a bad drive at the end of the game and one, or the Dolphins had a good drive at the end of the game and a good drive at the beginning of the game. Um, but like the pass rush is great. And I think they can do enough to put uh, a little pressure on Herbert. And overall, I think Austin said this earlier, but getting three and the hook with a team that is with no home field. And I think that they are about, about equal to, uh, the chargers. I think that going all the way through three is just way too much. So give me the Raiders. You hit on everything I was going to say. Yeah, I just think there's such a marginal difference between these teams that the fact that I can get over a field goal for the Raiders, uh, give me all of that. I just think uh, Derek Carr's looks superb. Jacobs getting hurt has probably been a good thing because they've been more reliant on their pass game. 
Uh, one note I did have is that the Chargers are due for some third down regression. They're hitting at almost a 56% rate, which is a very high rate considering that the Packers were the only team last year, just over 50%. Um, so they are due for to miss some third downs, um, which is strange. I mean, Herbert is doesn't care for the normal. The fact that last year he was so incredible uh, under pressure, and now we have this year where Herbert and this Chargers offense is succeeding on third downs. It's just – it shouldn't stay consistent. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be sustainable, but we'll see how it goes, but I'll take the Raiders over a field goal here. Yeah, I definitely, I lean that way for sure. I mean, if you take a look at the box scores from last week alone, the Raiders outgained Miami by 170 yards. Uh, They give to Miami with a pick six and they also had eight penalties for 104 yards. So if you're wondering how Miami got to 28 points with 300 yards of offense, that's how, Uh, and then the chargers, won the turnover battle for nothing against the Chiefs. So I think we get two kind of scores that really didn't indicate how the games were played. And they're also outgained by 90 yards. Um, so I certainly lean the Raiders here, but my play is the over. I just think there's going to be a lot of points here. I love both these offenses. Uh, the Raiders' defense has been impressive, but I still think the Chargers can move the ball on them really efficiently. Um, I think 52 and a half is a really good number. I'd play it up to 53 and maybe even 53 and a half. All right. Um, before we get into the rest of the games, uh, just a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Thank you to Anchor. Uh, Thursday night, we normally don't talk Thursday night, but we are recording uh, a day that, uh, earlier than we normally do, so might as well crowbar. Uh, Ed, do you guys have any takes on this game? He's the Bengals. No. No. He's the Bengals. I think that's horrible. I like – I. So I bet the under, I think that offenses, both offenses are disappointing and not very good. Uh, so I also just think that at some point the Jags are going to have to hit. At some point, the number will go too far the other way and the Jags will cover a spread. So I like, I don't really want to side in this game. Um, and then just why I like the under the Bengals are running the ball about 65% of the time on early downs. And that's just going to keep the clock moving. And that's just not what you want to see out of an offense that, or or that's what I want to see out of this offense because I bet the under Um, it's just not an effective way to put up a lot of points. Uh, Austin, what do we think here? Um, Okay. So I'll hit, I'll, I'll channel my inner James here. So we have the Bengals here. Seven and a half point favorites playing a Jags team that is awful. We can all agree they're very bad. This offense has looked bad. This defense has looked bad. Uh, the Bengals are, according to DVOA, the fourth rated defense, um, which is just not a good sign for Trevor Lawrence, which is a first time rookie quarterback starting on Thursday night football and a first time head coach starting on Thursday night football. As we know, two trends that don't favor uh, the Jags way here. But I'm channeling my James. I'm just my gut tells me Trevor Lawrence comes in here and he wins the game. Uh, I think the Jags are live and I don't really have any explanation for it. Uh, I just think this is too many points and go Jags. I also think that um, the handicap both T Higgins and Jesse Bates were announced out. Um, I Jesse Bates is their best defensive player. He's the safety. And um, I mean, T Higgins is really good. I, you can make the case he's their best receiver. Um, and if the spread didn't move, I'd, I'd say that both of them combined is probably worth a half point if you think that seven and a half is that much more valuable than seven. Um, 
I don't know. It's just another in a long line of bad Thursday night football games. Although I did hear a reason why, um, like they put all the crappy teams first at in Thursday night, is so it's like you're more likely to get injured early on a on a early season Thursday night game. So, um, like they don't want any of like the good players to like be out for the year. Just like quite the conspiracy. No, no, like. <laughs> Like, like this is like a real thing. So, like, like if you ha- if you have like the Chiefs, so you're first, basically, you're basically like the, just telling these teams you suck. Yeah, yes, you, you can get injured yeah. to the good teams. So, so like <laughs> you won't have like Chiefs Bucks on like a Thursday night in like mid September because you don't want Patrick Mahomes like rec- wrecking his knee just because like you're not in the middle of in like mid season like shape, I guess. Which like I th- I thought that's kind of crazy, but um. I'm gonna need a. I'm gonna need a source. All right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll find it. I'll bro, find it. I'll that just find sounds it. like cap. The game next week is the Rams versus. I mean, yeah, it's week Seahawks. five. They telling Russell Wilson don't play. It's week five. Oh, well, that's early in the season. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's what the Super Bowl game. They have to do that. That's fair. Um, let's move on. Um, <laughs> well, uh, the Washington football team uh, traveling to Atlanta to take on Falcons. Um, Falcons are getting a point and a half at home, and the total is at forty-seven and a half. Um, Austin, I'll kick it to you. What do we What do we like? Yeah, I do have a like in this game. Uh, this game's gross, but I'm on Washington football team. Uh, look, I will be the first to admit I I was so wrong on this Washington football team defense. Uh, they look so bad. Their secondary looks awful. They're getting exposed. Uh, the pass rush is not getting there either, which with Sweat and uh, Chase Young, you would think that, I mean, that was kind of the the, the main strength of this defense last year. Um, but I think this week, this is their final, this is their first chance to show their true colors. Um, so the Falcons have, through three weeks, the lowest air yards in the NFL. They're also rated as the worst offense. Let me double check DVOA for that one. The worst offense, which is incredible when the Jets are a football team as well. Um, so Washington secondary, they should catch a break here. I don't see the Falcons being able to take advantage of them. Um, additionally, the Atlanta offensive line is pretty weak. So this is going to be Washington's D line's first chance to finally show up here. Um, I'm going to be on Washington football team. I think I'm also going to be on Atlanta's team total under, I just think this Atlanta offense is so bad. Um, Washington's finally going to get their chance to show up defensively. Um, the more I talk, I, I kind of want to take the full game under just because 47 and a half is a pretty big number. And Taylor Heineke looked like shit last week. Um, so I don't really know what to think about this Washington offense either. Uh, but that being said, I just, this is a bet on Washington's defense. I think they're going to be able to um, expose Atlanta's just really weak offense. Um, and then one more note, it's a look ahead game for Atlanta as they have a London game on deck. Um, I don't actually think this is a look ahead game, but I'm pretty excited for my 6, 8, 6 30 AM football viewing material again. Hmm. James, what about you? That was perfectly said in all facets. I also really like the under. Uh, I'm seeing 48 on the side I use, so I actually might bet that in the next 30 minutes or so. But, yeah, I I just think the Falcons are that bad. I mean, we watched the Eagles on Monday night, and they just get obliterated on defense. Um, And it's just hard not to think back to week one and what Atlanta did six points against that defense. And then you give up 32 to an offense that struggled that game as well. Um, I, I like Washington here quite a bit. Well, it didn't make my five likes, but it was close. So 
I like the Redskins and the, the football team and the football other team. Dude. Football team. Come Dude. on. The R word on a podcast? Get out. Shit. I'm going to boost you from the call right now. Done. Um, I, I love this under. Um, I, I am going to bet that 48 as well. Just a couple quick notes on why we are, are going to be attending the Matt Ryan funeral that's upcoming. So he's got the lowest. Uh, thank you. Um, he's got the lowest average depth of target in the NFL right now, which is shocking because it's lower than Mac Jones, who's was, and it was Mac Jones was very low to start. Um, and so in three games, they still have not completed a pass uh, thrown 20 plus yards down the field. So there, wow. there should be no explosion um, in this Atlanta Falcons offense. Now, it's a good thing that Taylor Heineke is just not that good. I mean, like, he'll make some pretty – some outstanding plays where he just, like, runs around in the pocket for a while. It kind of He kind of looks like Johnny Manziel when he's doing it. But um, <laughs> it's just not in, like, the – against like, – Johnny Manziel in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and then um, – so, but the Falcons have the uh, lowest defensive pressure rate in the NFL. And I th- – I hope that that just means with a, a moderately a high, to- it's like a pretty average total in terms of total points. Um, I just hope that means we can get some sustained uh, football team drives that can kind of run the clock. And if they score, they score. It's that we're going to win this total if the Washington football team plays to their talent level. And if the defense puts enough pressure on Matt Ryan so that we can keep the stat of them not completing past 20 yards down the field uh, at zero. Um, that's just kind of what I'm looking for in terms of the side. I think the football team should win. They were almost alike for me, but I just don't really want to publicly endorse this team. Cause I don't think they're very good at all. And uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. Anything else said? Yeah. Speaking of QB funerals, AJ McCarron did get added to the injury report for the Falcons, but you know what that means? Chosen Rosen. Is the yeah. Here. So hell yeah. I hope we get to see a little of him soon. I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. Hey, maybe maybe he can unlock this offense, right? Give Kyle Pitts the ball, man. My fantasy team needs it. Um, the the Lions traveling to Soldier Field to take on the Bears. Um, the Bears are laying two and a half at home. It is oh, I'm seeing a juiced two and a half, and the total is at 42. Um, Austin, it sounded like you liked the Bears this week. Yeah, I I can understand why you guys like the Lions, but I mean, I don't, uh, under a field goal? I mean, like, the line three, was... three, bro. It's three. I'm seeing two and a half. Give me that. The line was oh. minus six before last week. We're really it's, supposed it did, to adjust. It didn't adjust enough. It did I, not I don't adjust know enough. why we would. We're both so... Bro, they had one yard passing. We're one giving yard the passing. Lions that much credit against a very good... Ravens, no, it's not uh, even about that. It's not about giving them credit. It's about it, it, the Bears. It ain't your turn, bro. It ain't your turn, bro. <laughs> the Lions defense is ranked 31st in the NFL compared to a Browns team that ranks 10th and a team that sacked them nine times. The Lions do not have this kind of ability. I think this will be a very big step down in competition and Fields' first chance to find his rhythm. I'm not going to forget that the Bears team just blew out the Bengals just two weeks ago. I understand that the Bengals are not a very good team, but they're still better than the Lions. Uh, I just can't. I can't. I have a hard time oh, grading. Blew out. Hold on. Hold on. They won by three. Well, it feels didn't come in. <laughs> they, it they feels didn't come in. It was a blowout. It, it was. There was a blowout. They were out. Came they in. were out. Gained by fifty yards. They were winning by fourteen with like 
10 minutes left and Fields will decide to give him a game, which Fields might be the quarterback this week, which is bad for my handicap. But look, Goff's going to be under pressure. I love me some Jared Goff under pressure. Chicago still does have a good pass rush. Um, Goff also on the road. Another good thing I love when I'm on the on the Bears here. Detroit has multiple receivers hurt in this game. I'm getting them under a field goal. I love this bet. I'd still like, like, can we can we look back at Detroit here? Look, they were blown out against the Niners. I know you guys like to look at the final score, but they were blown out by the Niners. You keep were, lumping me in with James here. Like, <laughs> I don't, just I don't, I, shit about my last play, about the last thing. Oh, yeah, but it was true. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not going to. You were to, looking at the final score. I'm not yeah. going to overreact to that Lions-Ravens game. I, and I think the market has, and they've overreacted. That's not, to bro. That's Bears not what it's about. Too. The number has fallen from six to two and a half. Then tell me why the Lions are winning. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the train just ruined all my momentum. But the, Bear, the Bears have 250 yards of offense their last eight quarters of football. For perspective, <laughs> oh, my gosh. The Rams, I think they did that in the first half last game. It's unreal how bad this offense is. You know why the Lions defense is 31st? Yes, they're a very bad football team, but they've played the likes of the 49ers, Packers, and the Ravens the first three weeks. Now they get the Bears. That's a step down in competition. You play those three, all pretty good defenses as well. This Bears defense will be nothing new for them. Yes, Goff on the road scares me, but I'm willing to take a chance here. The Bears are that bad. The Lions are winning. Give me the bet, Austin. You got a deal. Green button, baby. Yeah, I don't want – so – I'll argue. Well, I didn't even the, like it. <laughs> I didn't even like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did. No, I'll take it though. Go first. <laughs> I'll, I'll argue for both sides really quick. For one, James, I think you're wrong in saying that, like, because like there's def- there's definite numerical value on the Bears where it was. You said it was six and a half last week, six. Austin. Six. six. Like, and after one game, that is a especially going through three and coming off six. That's a big, big, big reaction. Now, on like the Lions could certainly do something similar to what we just saw against, I mean, against the Bears, because the Lions front seven absolutely dominated against the Ravens. And 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 like it was, I actually thought I was came away very impressed with what they did on on, on um to like what's a, probably not an, like an elite offensive line of the Ravens, but I wouldn't call it bad by any means. Um uh, so I like this under. I think points are gonna be very, very hard to come by. I just think it's absolutely insane that, and obviously this includes sack yardage, but with a, a team with one total passing yard in any game, especially a game you're losing, is unbelievable. It, you like, My, <laughs> go ahead. I agree with you. I this agree with you on from the, like under. the 1840s. <laughs> My only pushback is to that under is. A week ago, we were just talking about Justin Fields' rookie of the year tickets and how he possibly can open up this offense. And if the Lions are really the 30th ranked defense in the NFL, um, this is their chance to open up the offense. But it's going to be a matter of what does Nagy come out with game plan wise. And considering that I think he did he call one of you guys and say we're also on the QB depth, depth chart this week? Because I mean, we don't know who's starting. I did get that call. You also got it because I, I don't know who's starting a quarterback this week. Uh, if we see Foles, Fuck it. If we see Foles, give me the Bears. Like, I ain't tripping. Like, the Bears are fine in this game. Um, but I think <laughs> if I we see Foles, I wouldn't like my bet. <laughs> I think I prefer Fields, honestly. I still, th- I still like him in this offense. <laughs> go, go Bears. <laughs> All right, we need to move on. The Tennessee Titans taking on Jets. the New York Jets. Our Jets. Maybe not James's Jets. But uh, Jets getting seven at home. Total is at 44. 
Um, Austin, you are very, very excited about this one. Why do we like the Jets this week? Dude, don't you just love backing the Jets week after week? We've been doing this since last year when they almost lost every single game last Jets, year. Jets, Jets. And here we are again. We're back on the Jets train, baby. Look, this is a fade against the Titans. Uh, I don't like this number seven. I would love to do a lot more seven and a half, but we're liking it seven. Jets are winning. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, we saw the last year the Titans played down to their competition. They did it multiple times. I remember a specific game against the Bengals, uh, especially when they're doing it on, playing on the road. Um, so I immediately was texting James about this, so I expected James to be on the Jets last Sunday. Um, the fact that the Jets have played three really good defenses, and it's been a really bad introduction of the NFL for Zach Wilson as he's been constantly under pressure. I'm sure all of you guys have seen the gifts of their offensive linemen blocking each other versus blocking defensive linemen. Um, it has not been uh, a good introduction to, uh, for Zach Wilson. Uh, but that being said, Titans have the worst defense they'll face yet, um, and they have a weak pass rush. Uh, we That was my biggest note about the Titans heading into the year. Yes, they got Bud Dupree, but their pass rush still hasn't improved very much. Um, I just – um, I, I wasn't very impressed with the Titans last week where they won by nine in a game where they won the turnover battle by three points against a Colts team that has a quarterback who has two hurt ankles. Um, I just, I, I don't think the Titans are still improving me too much this season. Um, I was low on them heading in. Uh, I just don't think it's warranted for them to be favored by more than a touchdown at seven. It's still a good, good play. Um, but I, if you can find a seven and a half, give me it, grab it. Um, I just think this is finally the game where the Jets offense is going to be able to open up, open up as a bold word, uh, do something. <laughs> Jets are going to be able to do something. I still have been pretty impressed with their defense. Um, mm, pretty impressed is another interesting word. Uh, I, am, <laughs> I don't think their defense is that bad as the bad teams in the NFL. Um, I, I think they are, I don't even want to say live, but I do like the play here. I like them to cover. They're winning. Go, Zach. <laughs> uh, James, I will let you get the next word. Yeah, we were texting about the Sunday night. I, it was eight then. It's seven. I just, I'm probably not going to play it. it. The spot lines up super well for them, and they can actually do something on offense here. Uh, Tennessee's not a good defense. I mean, they, they were really fortunate last week with just the Colts' struggles in the red zone. I think the Colts had four red zone trips and one, one touchdown. Just an offense that does not ex- excel there. So that Final score could have been worse um, or closer, I guess. But it's a good spot for the Jets. If there was ever a time, it's now. It's just so hard. It's so hard. I, I'm not going to end up playing it. But if I did, the Jets would certainly decide. Uh, I, I like the over. So, first of all, I echo all of Austin's Jeez. points where I think that the Titans defense is being overvalued here just because that they don't rat rush the passer very well. And they're going up against quite possibly one of the worst. So lines we have ever seen. Um, I think I, I made the joke earlier that, or one of our, our friend Preston made the joke earlier that the four of us could get a good pass rush on the New York jets line. And I said, and I could start at nose. Um, and for all of you who do not know what, like who I am or what I look like, I am a scrawny 5'9 guy who... 5'9? Uh, do you think that's being generous? <laughs> yeah. How much you weigh, buck 70? Oh, not even close. <laughs> um, so uh, that just t- kind of tells you our thoughts on the uh, New York Jets. Um, we'll say 5'9 on a good day. I'm going to round up, make myself feel better. In heels. It's wearing high tops. <laughs> um, but I think that this is like... it's. 
set up perfectly for Zach Wilson to have put up his um, best performance so far this year. I, I, I really do believe that they're like, just because of the lack of pass rush that the Titans can put on or that they have put on, on their opponents in the past. I think that it does set up well for the New York jets. And I, contrary to Austin, I don't think the jets defense is very good. Marcus may is now out three to four weeks. He might be the, he's, if he's not the best player on the team or best defensive player on the team, oh, actually you could probably make the case the best player on the team, but um, I think he's very important in what, for, uh, for what the Titans are going to do uh, over the top. Um, so that's, and that is probably going to um, hold me off the jets uh, as a side in general. Um, I hope they win. It'll be great for survivors because I'm not taking the Titans. No way am I taking the Titans, but um, I also think Derek Henry will pretty much be able to do whatever he wants here. So I think that we do see points. And uh, I have th- three notes, three notes. Sure. Uh, one, do you think that the Jets uh, and the over are correlated, considering the fact that I don't understand how a total yes. could be this low in a Titans game? Uh, the only way for the over to hit is the Jets are going to have to get theirs. Um, so I kind of like that play, the Jets and the over. Yes, and strangely enough, I think it is if A.J. Brown doesn't play. Just because okay. I, I think that if we do get news that he's um, like going to play, then it is going to tick up. And maybe, oh, I guess, but then I it would probably take up a half point for the Jets too. But um, okay. second thing I wanted to say was um, to note your defense. Look, I'm with you. I don't think the Jets' defense is very good, especially with some injuries. But I was surprised DVOA actually has them rated as the 16th rated defense. And I know yes. DVOA defense we have to take into account this early in the year. Um, but 16 is pretty good for a team that's 0 3 and hasn't looked very good at all. And then the third takeaway I wanted to point out, I mentioned this earlier about the London game, um, but then it just kind of really just hit me. We're really getting Jets-Falcons as our first London game. You guys want to talk about <laughs> No one's Thursday waking nights. up for that. That's our first London game? God, I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> That's crazy. That's the second Jets win. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> hey, we, we really are going to the playoffs. It's crazy. Um, just to add – so, uh, like, I'm going to rebut that point a little bit because um, so they have the it's at, at 16. That's an average defense, right? This is yeah. a still a below average total, which the average total will probably be what, like 47, 48. Yep. And like right here, it's 44 with so much offensive talent on the Titan side. And I guess the ankle is that we're banking on positive regression for the Jets. So I I still do think that it, it is a few points low. Um now the worry, it, now the worry is that the Jets' offense is so far below average, and the Titans' offense is disappointing as well. So I guess that contributes to why it is lower. But I don't know. I, I like my spot in the over. I think forty-four is a good number too. We did it again. We talked too much about the Jets, and we do that all the time. <laughs> uh, Browns traveling to the to take on the Vikings. Browns are laying a point and a half on the road, and the totals at fifty-one. James, uh, you like the Browns, right? I do. This was in best bet consideration for a few days. I bet this, I think, at one and a half. Maybe it was two a couple nights ago. Uh, I think the matchup just lines up really well for the Browns. Stefanski was the OC in Minnesota for a few years, uh, just actually two years back. So he knows the personnel really well, knows Kirk Cousins, that offense. Uh, He'll know the weaknesses, where to attack, how to play them defensively, the ins and outs of the offense. Um, In addition to that, the Vikings run defense has been pretty poor so far. 
They've given up over 100 yards in all three games and averaged uh, – they've allowed over four yards per carry in every game. So I think it sets up really well for the, uh, the Browns rushing game here. I think they come in, control the clock, uh, get the lead early. I really like the Browns' first half in this game if you want to play that. Um, Stefanski will have some really good plays drawn up, so I think that could be the angle. Um, but I think they control the clock here and they come out and cover the two. Okay. Also, what do you uh, think? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't I, I'm still indifferent on the spread. I just don't understand how Seattle was a two-point favorite last week at Minnesota, and we're seeing the same number here. I just don't think you can rate the Browns and Seattle as equal equals. Browns are clearly the better team. Um, I think this number should probably be closer to a field goal, even though Minnesota did win that game. Um, so I, I like what James said there. Um, in addition to that, I like the under 51 and a half. Um, to all the notes that uh, James said about Stefanski knowing Kirk Cousins, um, chances are Vikings offense shouldn't be overpowering. Um, but in addition, Browns are going to run the ball. Vikings have the sixth worst, worst rush defense in the league. Um, so that's just going to have the clock ticking right away. Vikings also have a poor offensive line. They're going against one of the league's best pass rushes. We saw that last week. Uh, and we know how much the Vikings like to run the ball. So I'm kind of expecting a run-heavy game plan from the Vikings as well. Um, and additionally, pace of play is also going to help us. Vikings play the seventh slowest in the NFL, and the Browns play the 12th slowest rate. I just think with both teams running the ball very uh, at a high rate, uh, clock's going to be ticking. Um, so that'll be that's my main play here in this game. And I also lean Browns. Um, yeah, well, I mean, of course I lean Browns, the Vikings are playing, but, um, I, like, I actually tried to talk myself into the Vikings, um, and to, I mean, we're seeing a similar number on the Browns just because the Vikings absolutely dominated the Seahawks at home. And I, like, I would argue that is it's good enough for a significant upgrade for the Vikings, especially how unlucky they got first two weeks of the year. Um, I, I think I'm looking at a Cleveland Browns team total over. Um, it's the Browns are number two in uh, adjusted O line yards, and the Vikings are uh, number thirtieth uh, in D line adjusted uh, yards. Which I think there's going to be a humongous edge for the Browns running game, and I just think Baker's going to have a lot of time. Um, I I don't. I'm kind of impartial to your under Austin. I, I think that like, cause with how well Kirk, like Kirk Cousins has been the highest graded quarterback in a clean pocket so far. And that is like, you can bank on that to kind of last throughout the season and with the weapons on the outside, I do think they can kind of run into a, an explosive player too. Um, and I think that if Dalvin cook isn't back while well, Madison looked outstanding by the way, but um, if Dalvin cook isn't back, then um, I think that we kind of see the Vikings lean on Kirk Cousins a little bit more than Madison just because of what kind of what the matchup would uh, provide. Um, so I don't I have my worries about an under there. It is a, a high total, though. So I, I do uh, see the argument. Um, what would you guys say to um, adding more on the Browns at this point uh, while the Chiefs are kind of struggling for the AFC championship? I don't think you're going to get a great number right now because the Chiefs number is probably coming down or going up a little bit. So something's got to come down. Um, but this is a kind of a, a good part of the schedule. I don't know. I, I just wouldn't add anything on at this point. I think wow. it's a really good – in a few weeks it could be a really good spot for the Chiefs. But if agree. you played the Browns a few weeks ago, I think you're sitting pretty 
pretty well right now. Yeah, I'm still pretty happy with that bet. Um, if I'm adding anywhere, I'm adding it on the Raiders as an AFC threat. Uh, just looking ahead at their schedule, they got Bears, Broncos, Eagles, and Giants on deck. They could be 8-0 coming into the Chiefs Chiefs game uh, going into week nine. Um, so that would be my only play I would add, add on. Maybe root for a Raiders loss by three and then kind of tack on at the end. Not bad. Yeah. Um, oh, that, that would make me happy. Um, let's move on to – I clicked out of it. Colts Dolphins. Colts – goodness gracious. Uh, Colts traveling to Miami. Dolphins laying a point and a half, and the total is at 42 and a half. Um, I'll start. I don't have much here, but Carson Wentz looks very bad. The Colts O-line looks very bad, and I struggled to uh, I struggle to see where the Colts have any advantage on the field at all. Um, it's, I mean, you know you're going to get oh, – here's the jinx for this one, right? You know you're going to get your Dolph, your one uh, Dolphins turnover for the game. Actually, no, they're playing Carson Wentz. They're getting a turnover. Yep. And um, so this makes me lean Dolphins. It's my See, there's no explosion to the Dolphins' offense at all that, like, you can, like – I don't know. You can't, like, bank on any kind of, like, sustained offensive performance. So it does kind of worry me here. I still do like the defense, and I think the secondary is outstanding. It's just if Jonathan Taylor has a monster day, which I'm not super confident in, then it would kind of blow up the Dolphins' uh, defense a bit. Uh, Austin, what do you think in this game? I think the Colts suck. Uh, they looked really bad last week. It's a bad Titans defense. We already talked about it. They were plus three in turnovers, and they still lost by nine, one for four in the red zone. They struggled against the Rams in that area too. Um, this team just doesn't look good, especially with Carson Wentz hurt. And that was all against a Tennessee defense that isn't very good. And now come to Miami outdoors in the hot, uh, in the heat uh, against a t- defense that is rated as number seven in the league. Um, I think their Colts are in for a pretty big challenge here. And you said that Miami has no explosion on offense. I'll give you an explosion. Jacoby Brissett revenge game. Ooh. Come on now. Give me some Brissett revenge game. That moves game. the needle. That he was pretty solid needle. last week, honestly. Like I thought I, d- I disagree. Their offense didn't necessarily open up. But I thought he managed the game pretty well. Um, he did his job. He got his team all the way back to overtime. I mean, as I was watching that game, I thought when they needed to make a play, he actually was able to make one. Um, he still had some athleticism as he made a really shifty juke, I think, on a two-point conversion. Um, I just did an actual juke when I said that, too. Um, I'll take the Dolphins. Give me the Finns minus two. Add it to a six-like. Okay. Uh, James, what do you think? That was a compelling case, but I'm just going to stay away from the side in this. Uh, I kind of lean to the under, I, like borderline betting it. I just don't – I fail to see, like, any big plays in this game unless there's turnovers. I just think both offenses are run first, run heavy. Um, so that lends me to the under, but it's a low total, so I'll probably sit on it for a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if the total is going to move a whole lot. Um, as, do you think there's going to be any weather in Miami, like maybe really windy or rainy? I can check. Uh, 15 mile power wins. The only weather game of the week. All right. Well, Mm. that would, that would, uh, lend its way to an under. So I don't hit that look then. Uh, Carolina or the Panthers traveling to, uh, Jerry's world to take on the Cowboys, Cowboys lane five and the totals at 50 and a half. Austin, you like the Cowboys. I do. And I think I'm going to get some pushback for it. I mainly fade in their defense. Uh, the Panthers defense, um, 
They've played Zach Wilson. They've played Davis Mills and Jameis Winston, who's yet to throw over 150 yards. These are all bottom 10 offenses in the league. Now they face the sixth-ranked offense in the Cowboys, which I would argue should be even higher because that offense, that passing game in particular, is stellar. Uh, Panthers cornerback J.C. Horn is out for the year. They have other secondary injuries. They had a safety and another player, which I don't know the name, but they have three of the three of their five DBs that started in week one are out right now. Um, I give the Panthers credit. Their D-line has looked pretty solid against, again, a weak schedule, but the Cowboys have a good O-line that I think is impressive enough to negate that strength. Um, I just think Panthers aren't going to be able to keep up. Uh, we The Cowboys are going to be able to get theirs because their offense is a unit, and I do not trust Sam Darnold to keep up with them. Sure, James, you can tell me about the Panthers' rest advantage, but Cowboys are going to put up 27, and I don't see the Panthers. Eh, they're putting up 30, and the Panthers are not putting up 24. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. That rest advantage is huge. So it's rare you get a spot. You get a Thursday night game, and you're playing, your opponent plays Monday. That's a full four days of rest advantage, and I love Matt Rule in this spot. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who just overperforms with what he has. It's Matt Rule. He's done it everywhere he's gone. Now you're giving him four days to scheme up something against Mike McCarthy in that offense. I love that. Um, in addition, I think the Cowboys have been a little fortunate. You go back two weeks, um, one turnover battle last week against Philadelphia, and then two weeks ago against the Chargers, they did as well. And the Chargers, I think they had the three touchdowns called back, 100 yards of penalties. So they've been a little fortunate. Obviously, they were just better than Philly last week. And I'm not saying the Panthers have been world beaters this year either. They've been the beneficiaries of a very light schedule to this point. But I think five is just too many here. Yes, I think the Cowboys are better, but I think the spot just lines up really well for Carolina. I'll bet you. Again, not one of my likes, but uh, oh, I thought you, I thought it was. <laughs> no, but sure, I'll take it. Yeah, I, I thought it was too. I'll hop on. I'll hop oh, on. Oh, you're right. You you're, I, I switched. I switched. Yeah, I, I did have them as like. So let's do it. Uh, I'll hop on. I'll hop on against James. That was actually I thought that was a good argument, Austin. Um, there, I mean, you didn't mention it. They're also going to miss McCaffrey this week. Plus, DJ Moore. Yeah. DJ Moore got hit really, really hard. Um, there's a, a lot of injury concerns after a simple Thursday night win against the Texans of all teams. Um, uh, I don't have much to add on top of you guys. Just I, I think Dak is so, so I, I think it, it, it'd be criminal to say he's anything lower than a top five quarterback in the NFL. Um, and Kel and Kelmore has been doing a, a whole lot better. Um, like his play calling last week, it just transitioning from calling a million runs again. Which Zeke looked great again. Pollard looks good again. Like I, th this offense is outstanding, and it's got me excited. So uh, I'm a, I'm all about the Cowboys this week. Uh, we already uh, hit James. Uh, we them boys. I'm sorry, <laughs> how to get that? In. We already hit Giant Saints. Uh, no one had Chiefs or Eagles, right? No. Okay. No. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs are. So this is a. There's. They're seven-point favorites um, against the Philadelphia Eagles, and the total's at 54 and a half. I, does this total seem a little low? No. It's Not after high. watching that Philly defense. That Eagles, like, offense. Philly offense. And that Eagles offense, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I, the Chiefs have undoubtedly had, had the worst defense so far this year. Um, and, like, Jalen Hurts in garbage time did exactly why – what I wanted him to do and why I drafted him on all my fantasy teams. That's the chiefs can't stop the run and they are so bad in pass protection. It's absolutely insane. I just, I kind of, I, I think I'm talking myself into an Eagles team total over, 
which that's not going to be a fun one to watch. Um, and then I think we're going to get some uh, good plays as sort of a bounce back for after two straight losses for um, Andy Reid, which when was the last time they lost two straight games? They do, it at, the, that. They do it at the end of last year. It ain't, it's not going to be three. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not arguing for that. That's for sure. But um, I don't know. I, I 54 and a half seems a bit low when the Chiefs defense hasn't been able to, to stop literally anything. So um, I am certainly leaning over um, and I will probably talk myself into the Eagles team total over if I'm being honest. Um, Austin, I'll kick it to you. What do we like this week? Uh, first and foremost, I think Chiefs teaser leg is probably the best teaser leg we'll get all season. Uh, yep. They are not losing three games in a row here. Well, I mean, we've seen three teams now give their best possible effort to the Chiefs. They took four Chiefs turnovers and a Chargers fourth and nine conversion for the Chargers to win last week. Took a historic performance from the Ravens. They easily could be 3-0. and You could also argue they could be 0-3 because the Browns game was very close. But they easily could be 3-0 and here. And their defensive stats are awful. Don't get me wrong. DVOA has them ranked as the worst defense in the league, which did surprise me. Um, but that was against the two team, two of those teams that they faced were are kind of the, just the chief beaters between the Browns and the Ravens, where they have this rushing attack that the Chiefs are not uh, usually um, good at facing. They've always struggled with that in the past couple of years. So I think that is skewing uh, their poor defensive stats. The Eagles do not necessarily have this attack. Um, my I didn't watch much the last game, but I don't think Miles Sanders was very impressive. Um, Did I know, nothing. Uh, the yeah. Eagles uh, ran, ran the ball three times with running backs. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I yeah. saw that in the first half. Yeah, the the Eagles rush game it just does not intimidate me in this game. Uh, the Eagles also have O line injuries. Um, just as a whole, that offense looks so bad. Um, I, I just, I, it's funny looking back at the team stats. I, it was a lot closer than I thought because I did watch the first half in three quarters and then I just turned it off because it was a joke. Um, I, but I couldn't believe how close the team stats were because I just felt that the Eagles were not moving the ball at all. Um, this Chiefs offense still hasn't changed. They're number two in the league. They're moving the ball at will. Add in Josh Gordon. I don't know if he plays or not. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, I think Chiefs cover easily. I think the team total hits. Um, I, I think that they're going to get back on track. Throw them in a teaser leg uh, or just bet all your money you have on the money line. Also a good play. Don't do that, but do tease them. <laughs> There's a couple other really good teaser legs this week, but I think this is for sure my favorite. Um, I echo the same sentiments. I mean, I, I just I struggle to find a path for the Eagles to win this game and, and the Chiefs at their loss in a row. That just doesn't happen under Andy Reid. This offense is too good. After what I saw last week, I'm sure Philly will probably be more run oriented this week and try to melt the clock, but it doesn't matter here. The Chiefs are just too good. At some point, they got to flex their wings. Crazy stat, though. The Chiefs are now 112 and 1 ATS their last 14. Insane. Wow. That is wild. Um, and then, well, and then, I mean, now they're laying seven on the road, which that's not a great place to be. Is Andy Reid okay, by the way? Like, he's going to be yeah. coaching, right? Okay. That's yeah, they gave, him some, they gave him some chicken on the ambulance <laughs> to the hospital, and he's good. Uh, <laughs> some chicken and a Pepsi. The, the cure-all for everyone. Um, <clears throat> I feel like we've complained about a lot of bad games, but this one has to be the worst. Uh, Texans taking on the all right. Texans and Davis Mills traveling to Buffalo, where the Bills are laying sixteen and the totals at forty. <laughs> totals at forty-seven. Um, Austin, Rock. you're starting right. us off. <laughs> great, great, awesome. Uh, just to carry on for what I just said, putting all your money on the Chiefs money line, throw it in a parlay with the Bills money line. Uh, it still probably doesn't pay out even pay out here. <laughs> 
Uh, I, Not even I, close. I have absolutely nothing to say. Uh, the under mainly intrigues me a little because I don't know if the Texans can score a single point, but at the same time, the Buffalo's team total over intrigues me because I don't see the Texans stopping the Bills. Um, so I'm going to pass. There is better football to watch. So no book I, I have has um, accepted my bills to the over-correlated parlay yet, which is a bit of a bummer. But um, if any of your books have that, I think it's so incredibly correlated. It's insane just because the bills could cover this total on their or on their own. Um, I, I hate, I, I'm so, so bad at like kind of pick, like picking games that with these, very very big spreads um i i'm just gonna lean to the bills because they are way better and i can envision the, the blowout in my mind i don't have a whole lot here um did it was it just me or was were there like a lot of texans injuries in the thursday night camp am i making that up in my mind um i'll look it up but i did just think of something uh sure. which might change a couple things so James already mentioned uh, the Matt rule and how he has extra rest advantage. Houston also has extra rest advantage. Uh, they have quite a few injuries, but it looks like everyone's going to play. Um, but the biggest thing here is Bills have a look ahead. You know who they play next week? At Kansas City, Sunday night football. Uh, this sounds a little bit of a sleepy spot for Buffalo while Houston's had extra time to prepare. Davis Mills finally gets some extra time. I mean, Houston, a whole game plan. They had extra time to become a better quarterback. Did Buffalo's going to sleep through this game? I'll take Houston. And I'll take no part. I'm not going <laughs> to touch this game. Um, all right, let's just move on then. Uh, Cardinals. Oh, this is James' favorite trend ever. Uh, Cardinals are traveling to L.A. to take on the Rams. The Rams are laying four and a half, and the total is at 54 and a half. Uh, James, why do we like the Rams? Because Sean McVay is 8-0 straight up against Arizona and 7-1 against the spread. Is that it? <laughs> no, I was just I was okay. I thought you just wanted the trend. No, no, um, fire away. Did you know he hasn't lost at halftime when he's had a lead? Ever? Is that, is well, that still true? You haven't seen that? Yeah, they put that on halftime of every single game. He's still undefeated when he has a lead at halftime. That's actually oh, that's remarkable. That's yeah. remarkable. Um we're on the Rams this week. I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm even going to bet it, but we would be on the Rams this week if they didn't just play the potential NFC championship matchup already. But Arizona last week was incredibly fortunate. They won the tournament about a 4 1, had a pick six, a lot of luck mixed in. Honestly, like you can make the argument that the Jags actually didn't play that bad. It's just turnovers at really bad times and the Cardinals made it hurt. I think um, the Jags played pretty bad. I mean, they're just a bad football team. It's hard to really evaluate what good is for them. Um, but the Rams are just so much better. I mean, if they come out and play to their level, I just I think they blow the Cardinals out of the water here. I think the Cardinals are kind of a fraudulent 3-0 team. I mean, I haven't really been that impressed. Week one at Tennessee, they look really good. I think they're incredibly fortunate week two and a little fortunate week three. Like, they, sh they still should win that game at Jacksonville. But there's no doubt in my mind the Rams are the better team. To say they're only a, a point and a half better on a neutral is just incredibly disrespectful to me, and that's what this line is implying. Um. If this gets down to three and a half, I'll consider betting it at four is just a lean or four and a half is just a lean to the Rams. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, pretty much in agreement with James there on everything he said. Only thing I would add is I'm not super high in this Rams defense, but this will be the toughest defensive challenge that the Cardinals have faced all year. I just think this Rams offense, as James said, when they're playing at 
playing with their as they should. They should blow the Cardinals out the water. Um. So, yeah, I I'm not I don't really have a strong opinion on either side. I would like to. I was kind of listening through to um. I was like re-listening to our podcast from last week, and we were talking about the or at least Austin and I were talking about the Rams defense. And I did hear this like like a bunch of different uh, places, and. I, th- I think it's, there's an important distinction to make. I think I, I'm lower on the Rams, like long-term, like full season uh, defensive ability, just because like there's a huge lack of depth. And, but right now, like everyone's healthy. So it's all like, so the defense is going to be good. And, but it's so, like, I think we're going to be able to kind of, as like the season, as like these, as the long season, it's an even longer season two this year. So like as injuries kind of build up, just as as it, the season goes on, that's where I think we're going to be able to um, find value fading the Rams defense. But like for now, and I definitely learned my lesson last week. For now, I'm just going to stay away, um, just because it's this team on both sides of the ball is ripping away at just full full. Um, powers and it's very impressive to watch um we ready to move on yeah Yeah. sweet uh seahawks 49ers niners laying two and a half at home uh totals at 52 this looks like a juiced uh two and a two and a half so there is a chance it goes to three um i'll start eileen seahawks um if lockett plays i think that the seahawks passing game is going to have a pretty big advantage here um, just this not Niners Aaron Rodgers cut that cut apart that Niners secondary like was it like a warm knife through butter um, hot knife through butter yeah and uh, I just think Russell Wilson could do something similar here um, it Jimmy G's been fine all year so like that's there's not really it's, it has nothing to do with the Niners offense um, I do think that the Niners and the under is somewhat correlated because I think that the likely outcome for a, a Niners uh, win and cover is that they are just able to control clock and just like move the ball downfield. Um, just taking up a bunch of time, just being able to run all over the Seahawks defense because we kind of saw last week where the Vikings with their backup running back just absolutely dominated the Seahawks on the ground. And we able to pick up like, just like big, kind of like big solid, like big chunk yardage against the Seahawks. Um, and 52 is a pretty big total. Now it is a Seattle game, so there's probably a reason for it. Um, I need to uh, make the decision whether I want to go uh, 3-0 to start on S- Seattle Seahawks first half team total overs. But um, I don't know. I need to see if Tyler Lockett is healthy first because it's the combination of him and DK Metcalf that just that just makes the pat- Seattle passing game so effective. Um, Austin, what do you think about this one? I hope we get a field goal. Uh, if we get that plus three, I think I'll like Seattle a lot more. Um, I mean, I, I like a couple things here. I, I think I like the over. Um, Seattle's rated as the number three offense. Niners are ranked as the number 10th. Uh, the over hit in both games that they played last year, even with Beat Hard. That's how I'm going to say it. Beat Hard started one of the games last year. Um, and then defensively, Seattle's 24th. Niners are 19th. So neither defense is really scaring me off. And I'm particularly fading the number 19th ranked San Francisco 49ers defense because of their secondary issues. Um, so Kawan Williams is a significant injury for the 49ers. He's their slot corner. So this secondary is already very thin. Um, it appears that he has a calf strain and he's not going to play. The 49ers added Buster Screen this week. 
Um, so according to a 49ers beat writer, um, just looking him up, uh, Williams has been known as someone who shuts down Lockett, which I was unaware of. Um, and I heard from another Twitter source that Lockett's going to play this week and they got away pretty lucky from last week's game. So I think if DK and Lockett play, uh, Seahawks are very live to put up points here. Um, so I'll, I'll take Seattle. And I also think I'm going to take the over just because I think the Niners can get theirs with Seattle's defense pretty weak. Yeah, I agree with both you guys. I definitely lean to Seattle. Uh, I considered betting a three minus 120. Instead, I just tease it up to nine with the Chiefs. Uh, these teams traditionally play very close games under Shanahan and uh, Pete Carroll. If you look at these series history, only one game in the last six meetings has been decided by more than a, a touchdown. And that was the game Beat Hart started. Um, so I, I really think this is going to be a close game. Honestly, a field goal either way, I'd probably take it. So it lends me the Seahawks here. I think it's an excellent teaser leg. If you get it up through eight and a half, nine-ish area, I think it, all the points matter in this one. All right. Um, we hit Ravens Broncos. Ooh, this will get a little, probably get a little disagreement here. Uh, Steelers getting seven points at Green Bay. Totals at 46. James, you like the Steelers. Tell me why. Yes, sir. I love the Steelers when they're a dog. They play to the level of competition. Um, hold on. Let me pull up the trend. It's a crazy trend. Um, not funny right now, but Tomlin is an underdog is outstanding. And if, if you look back, just if you look at his track record week one this year, it's a really similar spot to this game. Uh, the Steelers were catching six and a half at Buffalo, same spread as it is now went outright thoroughly handled the bills, keep them in check. There's supposed to be a little weather in this game as well. A little rain. Um, I don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for the Steelers, which is a concern. I, I, I hope it's not Big Ben. I'm, it probably will be. He's looked outrageously bad. Um, but I just think that defense comes to play. This is another back-against-the-wall game. This is where the, the Steelers thrive. This is where Tomlin keeps his job. Um, and I just think it's a really good sell-high spot on the, on the Packers as well here. Emotional win in San Francisco Sunday night. Traditionally, if you fade the Sunday night winner, um, you do very well. And I think this is a really good spot for the Steelers here. Lines up well. Um, and the stat is the Steelers are 10-3 and three against the spread as underdogs since 2019. And home favorites this year of less than a touchdown are 4-16 and 16 against the spread so far. So those both line up well for the Steelers. I like the Steelers at 6.5, really like it 7. Awesome. What do you think? Uh, well, starters, this podcast, we just love to call for coaches' heads. Uh, I didn't realize Hell Mike Tom's yeah. on the hot seat, but uh, James thinks he is. Uh, I think the Steelers team just sucks. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I kind of lean their way this game. Um, this is going to be the worst defense that the Steelers have faced all year. So even with their offensive line issues and just their pass issues in general, uh, the Steelers should be able to take advantage of a weak Packers defense. Uh, Packers don't have a D line to truly take advantage of a weak Steelers offensive line either. So big Ben shouldn't be sacked. I believe he sacked four times last week. He should be, uh, have a little less pressure. And as James mentioned, if it is a weather game, it's supposed to be windy and rainy. I think that does help the Steelers. If we have a sloppy game, that's not passing the ball too heavy and the, it's not playing into Aaron Rodgers' hands. That definitely favors the team. It's getting seven points. Um, so I kind of think the Steelers are correlated with the under here. Um, if they're, they're not going to put up points there, this is, they're going to only cover this game. If it's a low scoring game and they're, and J, as James said, their defense steps up and is able to stop the Packers. Um, but at the same time, they rank 23rd in pass defense so far this season. 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers most likely can take advantage of it. I don't think I'm going to have any part of this game, but uh, maybe I will change my ways as the week goes on. Um, I want to – I James, I, I want to bet you on this game so bad. Do it. Ah, eh, screw it, I will. There's a six yeah. and a half available. Take that. What, yeah. how does he how does he get a top round but i don't <laughs> well i mean this it's this right now the seven is eyes on better line at seven plus 125 like that, uh, that, that that just ain't the market my friend um sorry bro yeah thanks austin <laughs> um i like a, gr- a great passing defense was is never going to like really really scare me off of or like away from aaron Rodgers. so i'm not super concerned there um and but it's we're we're nearing the Big Ben funeral, and like it's it's it looks it's the end is so so terrifying. It's so bad. It he look he doesn't throw. Najee Harris had 19 targets last week. It that's it, that shouldn't you shouldn't be targeting your running back 19 times. It, I like it, you shouldn't be targeting your running back more than 10 times. I would argue you should and, be targeting him 19 times. He's on my fantasy team, which he is. Yeah, that I do have him in the league. That was very nice, but. <laughs> Um, it's the Steelers. I don't know how they're going to move. They couldn't move the ball in the Bengals defense, which I guess they're, they've got the fourth best defense according to DVOA, but I like, I'll, I'll wait a couple of weeks before I'm willing to concede that. And it's the O-line is terrible. And I, I think El, uh, Elton Jenkins might be back this week for the Packers, which would be a huge boost for their uh, O-line. And I just think that the Packers are going to be able to put up um, any number they uh, on offense that they want. It's this is a bad, bad Steelers football team. And I, I will happily lay six and a half points with the Packers. Do we got a bet on six and a half, James? Yeah. Steelers are winning. So wow. take six and a half. Bold man. Um, you sound like me on the college pod. When I'm just, oh, 17 and a half points. We'll take, we'll take a money line. <laughs> Um, that's Louisiana Tech this week. Oh, I do. Hell yeah. We're about to record the college pod after this. Then we're very excited. Um, Tampa Bay Bucks, lane seven. Um, and it's the Tom Brady. This isn't a revenge game. This is the return game. Uh, Tom Brady's head back to New England, take on the Patriots. The total's at 49. Um, Austin, as our resident Bucks fan, uh, what do we like here? Um, it's tough, you know. Clearly money is coming in on the Bucks all week. This number just continues to get bigger. Um, I just – I'm mixed on both sides. I think this Bucks secondary, as I mentioned prior, is very overrated. If Matt Ryan's able to move the ball, you would think that Mac Jones could also do it, but Mac Jones hasn't exactly uh, been able to throw the ball past – really past 10 yards. Um, so the, it's the, this game's going to be a matter of can this pass offense take advantage of the Bucks' poor secondary. Um I don't know. I mean, the Patriots have faced the Jets, Dolphins, and the confusing Saints. Uh, this has definitely inflated their defensive stats, but they do have a top 10 defense in the NFL, according to DVOA. Um, I know it didn't take much for the Saints to win last week, and Bucks have a much better offense. Um, that you would think that I don't see how the Pats can keep up with them, um, especially this Pats secondary without Gilmore. They don't have enough guys to match up with the Bucks' weapons, considering Antonio Brown's back. I assume Gronk's going to be back. There's just a lot of question marks for the Pats' ability to go score for score against the Bucks. Like, signs tell me to go for Tampa Bay at seven now, no. But when it was under seven, the signs were definitely pointing towards Tampa. But going back to the gut, I just 
I just feel like Bill's got something circled. He's got stuff drawn up, and I, I think they're live. I think New England's live here. Um, I'm not going to have any uh, money on this game, but I definitely have a lot of rooting interests. I think this game's going to be awesome. Um, and I, I, I really I, – I just have a gut feeling that the Patriots and Bill are going to keep it close. Uh, James, what do you think? I kind of disagree. I, I teased the Bucks down uh, to go with the, to come my Ravens earlier in the week. Um, I could easily see them just kind of pulling away in this one. I just don't trust New England's offense. But at the same time, this is a game you live for. This is like probably a game they'll be writing about for years to come, like the Belichick-Brady matchup. I'm sure Bill's just going to have some crazy game plan to keep him in it. Uh, I think my game plan here would probably be the under if I played anything straight. I think 49 is a very, very, very high total for the New England Patriots team. The Bucs have gone over in all three by a considerable margin, but I feel like New England plays the clock here, tries to run the ball, um, anything to keep Brady off the field. And I think that lends itself to an under. Um, so I, I kind of side with James here. I, I, I haven't put him in a teaser, but it, it, I might. Um, I've got a couple open teasers with the Ravens that I kind of want to fill. Um, my one worry here is that if the the Bucks' main weakness is on or on is on the defensive side and it's in the secondary, and I don't know if Mac Jones is just good enough to take advantage. He's got his uh, his average depth of target as of a week ago. I could not find an updated stat that had this, but um, it's only five point three yards, which is for reference. Trevor Lawrence is at nine point eight. Zach Wilson nine point four. Like it's it's very low, and that's kind of that should act as somewhat of a warning sign for um, a young quarterback like that. So they're not really taking chances down the field. Um, and f- if you want to beat a bad secondary, I would want you to be taking all the chances down the field that you can get. And I, I just don't think that he has the weapons nor the um, kind of ability to make the bucks pay where they're weakest. And I just, I think Tom Brady's going to, pretty much do whatever he wants in this game um i don't know i i'm sure i'll talk myself into something by sunday night but at this point in time i'm pretty much just passing here um i guess i'd lean toward an under um a sunday night under that's always fun uh anything else to add i i i apologize i just don't i'm not very opinionated on that game the total is just tough for me because i think like if it wasn't such a big motivation game and we were just looking at matchups on the field, like you would think Tampa is just going to have their way with new England. Um, the fact that Tampa has the fifth rated offense and new England's the, fact, oh, the best team they face is the saints, which we know haven't impressed them. You would think that Tampa's going to be able to get theirs, um, which kind of, if you like the over, you kind of just, shouldn't you just take the bucks team total over? Um, but it's just uh, it's it's the motivation angle, which is so strange. And I hate you you don't really want to play into the motivation cards, but this is just such a big spot, really for Tom and for Bill. Um, but I, I I like to lean more to the coaches uh, and side here. So I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty indifferent too. Um, and then we already hit uh, Monday night. Is there uh, any either like look ahead lines or any other bets that you guys have been thinking about this week? Mm. Jets getting four. <laughs> Jets get at in the London game. There's some Tom Brady props that are pretty funny. 
Like Who will what? catch Tom Brady's record-making pass? Bronx the favorite. What, what quarter like? will Tom Brady break the record? <laughs> Yardage of Tom Brady's record-breaking pass. Uh, I kind of just started looking in the middle of the podcast. So I don't really have any strong takes right now, but if you get first quarter for him to break the record, I kind of like that. I feel like they'll throw the ball early and try to get the monkey off his back. So it, that's just one angle. But can, the can second I go quarter is a heavy favorite right now. Sure. All right, uh, Tom Tom Brady intentionally played uh, bad last week so he could break the record in New England. Oh, he still threw for over 300 yards. So <laughs> I don't quite know what your definition of bad is. But. Yeah, My conspiracy I, is the NFL did plan this game, though, in that exact – in week four because they knew Brady had the chance to break it in this week. They probably didn't expect he would only be 68 yards away. Um, but I think yeah. it just adds such an awesome storyline to this. Oh, it's, it's going to be it's going to be really cool. Um, that'll do it. Uh, it's also that's kind of funny. You can really tell where our just like our performance declines in our podcast. I was lo- I was looking at um, like how how like listener retention rate and like we there there is in like in all of our past episodes there's a definite wall where we we just kind of like lose energy a bit and it's just, we lose just a bunch of people like it falls off a cliff. And it's <laughs> normally towards the end because we start talking about stupid shit like that. Um, thank you all for listening. Go rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, please do do it. We're uh, trying to climb climb up uh, climb up the rankings. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, hit the follow button. You'll always get notified when uh, we drop an episode. And wherever else you may be um, listening, maybe it's podcasts, um, Stitcher, whatever it may be. Uh, go ahead, leave a follow, uh, subscribe, whatever it is. Um, follow us on Twitter at the sharp side pod and download the Betsperts app and follow our profile, um, and featured page there as well at the sharp side pod. Um, thank you. Thank you guys for listening. As, uh, this was a dragged on just a bit longer than I had hoped, but, uh, Austin, what are we doing this weekend? Let's go win some money. Let's go do Jets. It. Go Jets. Thanks guys.